Film Jerks is a group where we, as a community, pick a film to watch, then discuss like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have decapitations and nude slumber party pillow fights. If you wish to become part of the conversation and become a film jerk, go to the Facebook group and join. Film Jerks can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Welcome again uh, to another episode of Film Jerks Off Topics. Our discussion panel today is, of course, our gnome jerk. Gnome, how are you today? There he is. Pretty good. Uh, also with him is our blueberry jerk. Blue, how are you? Hi. <laughs> and then, of course, we have our, uh, from our last episode, we have our hype jerk right over there. Hype. <laughs> Hello. But with the new year underway, I thought it would be nice if we talked about our 2020 for just a few moments and then go into talking about a little bit of our New Year's celebration, our New Year's uh, superstitions, as well as um, some of our uh, New Year's resolutions. Let's start out by looking back at our 2020 for a moment. What are some of the key notes for you for 2020? Uh, we'll start out with our gnome jerk. Gnome? Like when you say key notes... Like uh, things that you remember that stand out for you in 2020, things that might have happened to you or things that might have happened in the news. Nothing good, to be honest. I mean, well, I can't say that. I can't say that. I, uh, the most memorable thing is uh, actually starting up like streaming because that that's actually something that I started this year. And if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be talking here today and so i mean on uh, there were some good things with the whole quarantine and everything a lot of people cross <laughs> a large amount of space have, have you know started getting together and creating new and interesting communities so i think that that would be my highlight for this year and how about you hype 2020 what i can remember uh i can i will always remember the feeling of being a little hopeless <laughs> uh because i can remember you know around during early march well early march sure they were like just wash your hands you'll be fine you know they're like wash your hands you know you're like okay i'll wash my hands i can do that but then as time progressed and went on they were like oh well you also need to wear a face mask when in public or you need to wear a face mask face mask when when you're speaking to other people or you need to be socially distanced from children or not children but you need to be socially distanced so i was like okay we're just stacking stacking layers or stacking cake upon okay like i'm having to i had uh, i'm having to deal with this like I'm having to worry about this global pandemic and then I'm having to transition into online schooling, which was not fun at all. Uh, it was not, it was not an ideal situation um, to be doing online learning, especially math. I will never ever take an online math class ever again. <laughs> um, that was that. So I feel like 2020, it, it, it taught me things about myself that I wouldn't have known about. Um, but yeah, but 2020, eh, don't want, I'm done with you. I've, I've closed the book. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, and how about you, Blue? 2020 was crap. Yeah? 2020 was crap. It was crap because, like, the whole situation with COVID. And I've never been afraid of my own illness ever in my life in the 14 years that I've been diagnosed and I'm pretty sure 21 years that I've known. I've never feared my own immunity so much as knowing that there's like a global pandemic and I can get it from anyone. And then like watching so many people just drop, like healthy people, not healthy people, like it picked whatever. Watching that was like traumatic. I can honestly say like 2020 was crap. It was traumatizing. But at the same time, like it forced a lot of us to, I hate to say it this way, we had to adult up real fast, like real, real fast. Like, guys, I'm closing on my house on Monday. I'm closing on my house on Monday. This would have not happened had this not happened. Like, I would have not been like, all right, grab your bra, sweetie, and go do what you got to do had this not happened because I so much relied on my dad to be that person that I would ask should I do this? Am I ready for this? And my dad's like, the reason I work so hard is because I want to take care of you. My dad took care of me. Like I am set for a very, very long period of time now. And, you know, from hobbies and crap like that. And also the things I've learned, like streaming, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of this stuff was like researching products and parts and things like that. But a lot of this stuff, my dad already had because he did radio for a very long time. So like, I have all of this. That's why, like, with the stream studio for my new house, I'm not really buying anything because we have it already. So, like, it was kind of like my not saying, like, my dad was like kind of being like, because he always said I should go do something, but I never did anything because I didn't think people would be interested in it, if that makes sense. So, like, I never knew if people would care. (laughs) But then you like start streaming and you find a community like ours and. We do things like this and we all have different perspectives and we turned a shit year into an amazingly golden year because I got to meet amazing people that I never want to not know. Like we're, we're stuck together for the next 10 lifetimes. I don't care what any of you say. The next 10 lifetimes, we're stuck together. TwitchCon International, whatever that happens, 2024, I'm saying it. We all got to meet up and do all the fun stuff, but like it was shit at first, but it also helped. And I think a lot of people learn like we we can't just sit there and like thumb dally anymore. We can't do that. Like if you make a decision to do something, honestly, do it. And, but don't do things that are malicious at the same time because you never know what you'll end up with. Like it's kind of just like I want to be a good person to help the planet. Right. But I also want to be a good person because like we've had so much bad stuff happen. I don't want to add any more bad stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. I gotcha. It's so complicated, (laughs) but it's life. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's modern day life for us. Uh, Just (sighs) just joining us. It it looks like our night keep jerk. Is this our night keep jerk? Where? (laughs) Just down there. Right. Right down there. (laughs) Right, Right up there. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, man? Welcome to the live stream. Ah, thank you much. It's uh, it's going another day, another chat, another session. But uh, yeah, good to be here. <laughs> well, let me introduce uh, uh, basically one of our original kind of jerks to the new jerks that we have in our in our group. So 
this is our Nightkeep jerk. Nightkeep, meet the hype jerk, uh, who is uh, right uh, on your screen is probably all entirely different, but on my screen, uh, he's <laughs> over there. Blueberry jerk, blue is down there, and Hi. then we <laughs> and then we have gnome jerk, <laughs> the gnome, and then I of course am the bow tie jerk, uh, bow tie with a real bow tie this time, not a uh, oh, like like Yeah, it. very stylish. Thank you, thank you very much. Uh, so I I've been asking everybody. Uh, first of all, we're we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about our 2020. Uh, I wanted to know what stood out for you in 2020. Uh, and like people talked about their streaming for the first time. Other people talked about COVID, of course. What stood out for you? It was a pretty banging year, quite honestly. I mean, almost one year ago, it was January 27th. Hell, I was with Angelique. Uh, we were in Savannah during Halloween when I got the email that I got to open for one of my biggest influences in music. Mm -hmm. uh, Mortis, he is from Norway. He is one of the, like, when you talk about black metal, if you watch Lords of Chaos, he was in, and he, he wasn't one of the mayhem people, but he was in that scene. He knows those people. And so, I mean, he started, he was in Emperor, okay? <laughs> anyway, my entire music career, just, he's been one of those that I've looked up to. And so I got to open for him in January. Um, so we were pretty much coasting the rest of the year just on, that. <laughs> I mean, I got, not only did I get to open for one of my biggest influences musically in my entire life, but I also did it at the masquerade, which was a lifelong dream of mine to play at the masquerade. I mean, as a kid, you know, and then just, of course, the young punk want to be a metal band, the masquerade that, that gave, that's legitimate. You're someone, if you played at the masquerade, man, I'd so. Yeah, that was January. Uh, got some dumbass idea that I was going to make a music label. Go figure that one. And uh, I started selling cassettes. And so far this year, I have played four live I have played more shows and made more money musically this past year in 2020 than my entire career. Wow. Um, I have no complaints. Yeah, I'm selling cassettes. I have a record label. And uh, I played live shows. <laughs> Fantastic. And I mean, yeah, I made more music than I ever made. I mean, I've released like eight out, eight or nine albums. I did a couple of splits with like a real. He's become a really good friend of mine in the music scene. It's just this is badass, man. <laughs> and you're also working for like a, a an online kind of horror horror podcast magazine type of uh, group too, aren't you? Yeah, I mean it's. It just now occurred to me, like, I seriously am not trying to blow sunshine up anybody's rear or just spend this whole, you know, wow, look at me, I'm awesome thing. But it was just such a monumental year. And, yeah, I started full, you could say full time, more of a three-quarter time. <laughs> it's not really part time, but it's not full time. So maybe three parts time uh, with Monsters, Madness, and Magic. And I just do on there what I do on here is bring my charming dashing rugged good looks and uh boyish humor no we just <laughs> i just write reviews and we chat with people in the industry so yeah it's, it's been freaking busy i know it was it's been it's been very hard to get you to to be able to like uh be able to get into a podcast so i'm very happy that you're able to join us uh with with this one so and hopefully we'll be able to get you on some more as well 
I'd love to. It's just scheduling sucks. It's with yeah. the different time zones, and then I have a weird schedule anyway. So, yeah, it just rather than even hold it back, there's plenty of talent here for y'all to go ahead and carry. But, yeah, I, lo- I love jumping in. Oh, fantastic. You're, you're always going to be invited, man. Always, always. Uh, so to let everybody know, we are actually in a live stream format. It's slightly different from our normal uh, Film Church oh, podcast. <laughs> yep, that's it. We are actually streaming right now. Uh, there is a chat available. So if uh, those of you that go to twitch.tv slash forsaken underscore ferret, you can join in our conversation. You can ask our panelists any type of questions that you might have. And this is our off-topic show, so it can be more than just movies. However, because we are the film jerks, that uh, it is the show that talks about movies like little old ladies in a book club, I thought it would be appropriate if we find out what our favorite movie of 2020 is. It doesn't have to have been created in 2020. It's just oh, that you had God. you had to have watched it in 2020. I know there isn't too many choices, right? <laughs> Bad boys forever. That, that, that's probably it, right? That's it. Uh, so uh, we're going to start out with uh, Hype. Hype, what was your favorite movie of 2020? My favorite movie was uh, Knives Out. Uh oh. I it was a very interesting movie. I remember walking into the movie theater being like, I don't know anything about this movie. I don't know if it's bad, good, terrible, and turned out to be really good. Um, I'll always remember when I saw that movie because that was the last time I was the closest to a human being in the movie theater or, you know, where nobody was wearing a mask or practicing social distancing because the world hadn't gone up in that time period uh, so i'll always remember you know just see, sitting in the movie theater and always just watching the movie and the environment of it oh uh, fantastic fantastic how about you gnome favorite movie 2020 so uh i have to do movies by actual year because if, if not then that is <laughs> a really broad range um so I, I would have to say my favorite movie of this year for a couple of reasons, because for one, it was the only good movie that came out this year <laughs> uh, was Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, it is a very good, you know, family show or family movie. Uh, it was a good return for Jim Carrey. Uh, <laughs> he's still his crazy self, uh, given his age. And another reason why I had to see this movie is because it was the first time where a movie company or, or the, the, the producers were bullied just enough <laughs> by their audience and their fans that they actually, the fans actually got heard and they changed the look of <laughs> what he looked like. Cause it, it had they not done that, it would have been a complete and utter train wreck. <laughs> oh my goodness. And, and that will forever stick with me because it is the first time in a long time where audience have gotten what they, they wanted and it did well. I mean, it's sitting sixth in the, uh, in the box office, which nobody saw that coming. I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you blue? What was your favorite movie that you've seen in 2020? 
Oh, see, that's the thing. I was like, hold on. What year did this movie come out? We're good. We're good. That I've seen in 2020. Yep. So you all know I have a, I have three dogs and Malo's middle name is Sayere. So it actually comes from I love war history. I love exploring cultures. So I'm currently exploring my Southeast Asian culture, my Hindu, my Bengali culture as well. So I watched Sayere Narashim Harari, which is a historical movie about one of the freedom fighters in India when the English were there being all colonizers and crap. And yeah, this movie was amazing. It ends kind of like, oh, really, though? But then there's a movie that comes after it. And it's this whole historical timeline that is awesome. And of course, the music is great. And also, it brought up a lot of recipes that I've never made that I got to make because I wanted to be historically accurate. <laughs> so I got to eat at the same time. Y'all y'all know I love food. But it was awesome. And the movie, other than Bahabuli, it... I could feel it. I don't know. I guess it made sense for everything that's going on right now or what was going on. So I was like, all right, we're like definitely not gonna be crappy. <laughs> we're gonna be awesome. So yeah, that was my favorite movie. And it was awesome because it's on Prime. And now my parents can watch it and understand why Malo's middle name is what it is because Malo is a little spitfire, man. He's dangerous, y'all. He's like worse than Coda. I love him, but he crazy. He crazy. It's worth that, it, though. That is interesting. And it's cool that you mentioned Bob Bali. Bob, I can't pronounce Bully. it. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Noam told me that that was number one in the box office, wasn't it? Uh, bye bye. Yeah. yeah. Bye, yeah. <laughs> Dang, y'all. Yeah, that, that was number one worldwide. Yeah. I could. Well, yeah, because it was everyone. I remember I was watching, like, you know, I watched the movies. And I was watching reaction films because before that I watched Ruzuradev. And I was watching reactions and then Bahabuli popped up. And same thing with the Mahabharata. They both popped up because of the actual war scenes in them. So for me, I'm like historical war drama. Let's go. What's going on here? You know, this guy, let's, let's see how like medieval India went if I could pair it against medieval China or medieval Japan because those were some big war scenes back then. But we're also adding in mythology at the same time. Wow. So it's like you have like you it's you just gotta watch it. I can't explain the CGI that looks so real because Bollywood actually makes more money and is more expensive than Hollywood. So their graphics look way too futuristic for what they are. Um, but it's pretty awesome. Um, Sir Prabhas, who's Bahubali, is amazing. He played that role through his butt, and I support. So if you haven't watched it, they're on Prime. So if you have Prime, or we can do like a movie day and we can watch it. And there's two of them. So there's a few, but those two. Huh. <laughs> Going with what you were talking about. Uh, so I, I, I'm definitely going to start watching more uh, Bollywood movies because, because of that. And the reason why they have such a, <laughs> such a better cinema and stage uh -huh. and uh, F, uh, effects and everything else like that is it's because they don't pay their entertainers like we do here in the States. Uh -huh. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we pay them outrageous contract money and it hampers mm -hmm. like uh, and not only that, they don't even pay that much for advertisement either. Uh, they save a, a crap load of money with uh not doing as much advertisement and letting word of mouth get around. 
uh, and letting other people pay them to advertise it. YouTube. So, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. My point. It, 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 it's a completely different structure and it works very well. And Hollywood hasn't caught on to it. I'm happy Hollywood hasn't caught up on to it. Hollywood doesn't need to be anything like Bollywood. Hollywood can still be like C level and Bollywood's still like A plus. We'll just keep that healthy gap right there. Interesting. Keep that healthy gap. Unless I don't we're... know if I would say it's C level, but I mean, uh, it's, it's definitely it not doesn't... like A plus. <laughs> Talk to me after you watch Bahubali, the second, it's the second movie war scene. Talk to me after that and, and then we'll see. <laughs> then we'll see. But but not not to downgrade any of the independent films that do come up. But if they are not no. Hollywood, they are not Hollywood. So I agree. No. Right, right. Yeah. Independent films are awesome though, because to me, independent and B movies are like the best in the world because they have these amazing stories, right? Like these amazing, fantastical. You would never see this in Hollywood, but for some reason, it works, and that makes it better for mm -hmm. me. Kind of stories, and a lot of the times, it's a lot better than what the crap like Hollywood puts up with. Because I feel like we keep doing the same things over and over and over again. Like Thank I get you. it, we keep doing it, and. It's just like, okay, I get it. Like, oh, great. I am a comic book nerd. Yes, I love my gritty comic books, but I'm a little tired of seeing my fan favorite heroes all the time. I'm a little tired of it. We don't have any change. We also don't have any, I got to say it, any diversity in actors. I see the same people every freaking time or the same quote unquote new faces every time. And it's just like, bruh, I want to see someone completely out of the box. <laughs> just throw someone in there you would never expect to play that role well and i feel like with independent films and and b films and and not as hollywood rank films you get that experience because mm. you get to see a different i want to say like as a as kl said not so typecasted type of movie mm -hmm. where this person plays this role for this type of movie because this is this person and it's just like that's kind of boring and i'm over it Nightkeep, what was your favorite film of 2020? The, all right, when it rolls up, when you ask, what was my favorite film? I have to say I was the happiest, the most pleasantly surprised with Knives Out. Oh, yeah. That was so refreshing. I had no clue what it was. It was kind of like the autopsy of Jane Doe, only it, at least in this one, whether unfortunately or fortunately, I didn't get to stare at a naked chick laying on a table the whole time. But... I just, I went in not knowing anything about knife at all. I somebody had mentioned knives out like I think in just a passing comment to me. And even I don't even think they talked about it. They like typed it out to me and just said, "Yeah, let's check it knives out. You ought to watch. It's pretty cool." And so I just happened to see the font like the cover on Amazon Prime, <laughs> and it, it you know it's just got that old eighties VC Andrews Agatha Christie style artwork and font and uh so i clicked on it and watched and i loved it but since that got mentioned there was a movie um and i'm not sure i love it voodoo movies are tough to come by good voodoo movies even less and there was a movie called spell and this thing it just flew completely under the radar and it, it kind of got strafed in the reviews, and I can understand why it it was awesome. And I'm I need to watch it again because of the je ne sais quoi, because I'm not sure what it needed to propel it just over the bar. 
but it was good. It was a voodoo flick, and it takes place in Appalachia, and it wasn't a gigantic virtue signal. So, I mean, it's it's hitting all these things that's not being done yet. It's just a movie to be a movie. That's all I had. To, that's all I wanted. And it was really cool. And it dealt with voodoo that you really don't see. And it it did it in ways that you normally don't hear about using terms such as root doctor and um, things like that. You don't hear that, nor do you see the methodology that's practiced in certain voodoo rituals and stuff. And whenever it's and it, it does, it beat you over the head with it. And it doesn't give, try to give you this crash course in, you know, voodoo lessons 101. It just does it and doesn't care. You either figure it out or you don't, or you care what they're talking about or you don't. And it just, it was a really refreshing, tense movie. Little lower budget than normal, mm-hmm. but that's not to say it was bad. It was just, it was just cool. And I enjoyed it. But yeah, it's called Spell. Spell. Okay. I'll have to look yeah. that up. For me, my favorite film uh, was a, a movie. It was a sci-fi movie called Archive. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Uh, but it is essentially about a guy who uh, builds robots. He designs robots and apparently his wife had an accident and they kept her body in this kind of memory vault, but she's physically there. And you've seen that film. Isn't it amazing? Oh my God. I, that was, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think because yes, I, and I'm sorry to just step on. Yes, Paul, I watched it. I loved it. And let me put it for anyone who hasn't seen that. It is the best thing that Rod Serling has done since Rod Serling was dunning things. Like that was it. It just, whenever you look at the credits, you look for Rod Serling's name. Oh, it was so cool. Yeah. It was an amazing film. No, it was, I I agree. And then the, the ending, the ending was like, Oh man, so yep. good, so good. So I would highly recommend that if anybody uh, goes and watches that. I think it is on available on some streaming services, so definitely check that out. Uh, it's so, on Prime. It is yep. on Prime. Fantastic. Yep. Check it out, guys, uh, and check out all of these other uh, films that everybody's mentioning because they are worth checking out. Especially now, that's one of the good things that COVID has given us is a, a slightly more time to to watch films on streaming services so with that said let's go on to our next question which is going to be what is our favorite video game because again we are live streaming on twitch of all things and twitch is known for gamers so let's talk about our favorite video game and it doesn't have to be uh, a video game that again that came out this year it can be a video game that you've played this year that you liked. And if you don't play video games, that's okay, too. Uh, say you're playing a board game instead. I don't care. That's all acceptable. Uh, we're going to go and randomly select Blue. <laughs> Blue. Favorite video game. Uh, 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 yeah, okay. So if you guys <laughs> know me, you might think I might say Dauntless. I'm not saying Dauntless You're at not? all. Uh-oh. No. It's Among Us. Uh, uh, I, would, I would say no. Raji. Yeah, it's actually Raji. It is Raji. Yeah. It, See, I, I know you better this. than that. <laughs> you, you are my soul slid. You are my soul slid. But like, 
the graphics are so beautiful in that game. I know the lore, but seeing it, hearing it, right? Watching it being danced, completely different than playing a game based off of that lore that you know. Mm-hmm. Because you think you know how it's supposed to go. So you think you can like brush through it. I am still stuck on the same dungeon on the same level for the same weapon because my brain cannot wrap around why I cannot defeat these stupid puppies. Like, because in the story, I'm supposed to do certain things and it's supposed to work and it's not working. But it's also challenging me again. But also, like, when I die, I'm learning from it and I'm not mad because it's so pretty. And also the fact that the people who made it basically went bankrupt to put this game out because of the graphics. Wow. And they just won an award for the game. But so they're, they're finally making money back. Okay, so they they do still exist. They but, still exist. Okay. But yeah, they went bankrupt. Like they put their life savings, like actual life savings in this, like little Indian companies. And I'm just like, you guys put your like literal soul into a video game. And I feel it. And there's not many people because I'm watching on Twitch. Like, I'm following it. There's only two people streaming this game right now. And I'm <laughs> trying to stream more games that not a lot of people are looking into because of oversaturation. But also, I have this thing with bringing back games. Like, I enjoy bringing back games. Like, I want people to be like, yo, I want to play that, though. Like, let's go. And that's what most of my focus games are going to be. So, like, Raji, knowing the story, knowing the history of the company, knowing how much love they put into it and then seeing those graphics themselves like it is my all time even though it is killing me because i can't get past this dungeon but every time i get a little bit better so it challenges me and i don't feel like kind of with dauntless i in two months i was in game on that game with raji i don't know how long it's going to take me to complete this at all and it keeps updating they keep updating levels and updating things and changing it which is good but also at the same time it's like okay crap more puzzles i don't know if i could do this i got a new weapon i don't know if i could do this oh look at the photos though (laughs) so you can't be mad so yeah i would say for for the visually pleasing aesthetic, for the lore aesthetic, for giving me a challenge that I never want to not take my teeth out of, and also giving me a hungry appetite to go eat and cook some food. I would say Raji. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it's the most fun to stream because people get to watch me die, and it's hilarious because I'm just like, dang, y'all, I died again. Let's try it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) How about you, Hype? Your favorite game? Of 2020. 2020 would have to be The Last of Us Part 2. That was a very interesting uh, video game. I did not expect for a plot twist to be placed early on in the morning. Uh, not morning, early on in the game. I was like, okay, we're, this is this is the story we're going on. I also, um, I would also say Fall Guys would definitely be up there. I know Fall Guys was definitely, definitely hyped. Over the summer, I that was definitely there. Um, another probably their game that I saw a lot um, was uh, Dead by Daylight. People were getting back into it or starting it because the people of the developers of the game kept making new killers or new character or new killers, new survivors of it. I know that Genshin also was very popular. Uh, how about you, Nightkeep? 
Any favorite games this year? I'm just a creature of habit. I've been doing nothing. Well, if I actually get to play a game, I wasn't able to play a dang thing until like summertime for about a week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, basically, I'm just stuck on Brutal Doom and Daisy. That's uh-uh. kind of all it's been for years. Daisy yeah. dropped the mosque. And uh, so I've been running around freezing and dying in uh, rapid succession for the past two weeks. It's been great. I've killed a couple of people. I've eaten a couple of people. I've killed and eaten a couple of people. Uh, let's see. I've thought out a couple of cans of soda. I found an underground base. I have never I haven't had my nerves jacked up like that with such high anxiety since Outlast or Doom 3 before that. I swear that one may be slender. I swear that game, there's just no other game on this planet just ramps up my adrenaline like Daisy. But then Brutal Doom, <laughs> wait, need I say more? There's megawatts on Brutal Doom. 30-year-old game is still providing me entertainment. So, and, well, if you buy it on Steam, you can still use the wads or you can get free Doom. So the best news yet, it's free. Yeah, Brutal Doom. Play Got- it. Gotcha. You're welcome. <laughs> will do will do how about you gnome so uh of course i'm splitting the the category on this one so what i've got is my favorite game that was made in 2020 uh they've done a, a fantastic job with it it's it is in competition uh with its inspiration right now and that would have to be tim tim it is most people would call it a pokemon uh ripoff but they when they put out theirs it pretty much showed the uh nintendo where they needed to be focused on as far as how multiplayer should be set up and they they took it to heart and right after they released tim tim shortly after with their newest pokemon game they followed in the same example uh and it's another case where people uh People are starting to like the bigger companies are are starting to realize their customers want, don't necessarily want what they think that they want or like what the company thinks that they want, and so they have to go back and Hi, rework Dad. the wheel. Hey, bud, hold on. <laughs> uh, Hi, but my favorite game that I played this year uh, would have to be Absolov. I like many would know or like a lot of my friends would know i like uh norse mythology <laughs> and i like the different types of iterations of it so like you know it, it, it's not going to follow mythology to a t i understand that it's a, actually their mythology is extremely difficult to understand <laughs> or kind of comprehend as to what's going on uh and in in a lot of cases um but it, it's fun to see like different takes of it and uh the different types of relics that you that how do i put that the different types of relics from the mythology and putting it into like a story aspect and how they use it it's very it's very interesting and that's why i like uh the thor movies i don't really care much for ac valhalla that much uh that one if you start going into actual viking history then i start to have a little bit of a eh. <laughs> but yeah that's that's my stance hey that's i like it i like it a lot uh for me 
if you guys know me and if you guys have been watching my stream, you know what game I absolutely loved in 2020. It starts with a P and it's Hashtag called Hashtag not obsessed. Hashtag not obsessed. We had to create that because just to prove that I was not obsessed with this game, it's called Pong. No, it's called Phasmophobia. <laughs> Uh, and it's about go it's about ghost hunting, man. Who doesn't like ghost adventures, ghost hunters, ghost facers, ghost busters? You put ghost in front of it. I love it, right? So phasmophobia, Dude. man. <laughs> I keep seeing it on uh, Steam. I haven't. I forget about it. Like I keep seeing it pop up, but I haven't even. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't even want to look at it because I don't. Then I'm going to want it, and I'll have time to play it, and I'm just going to be disappointed. <laughs> we have we have a Friday night league. If you really want to, you can join up, man. Be one that of us. One of us. Is it one of the, it's one of those four-on-one cat-and-mouse game things, like Friday the 13th or Dead by Daylight? Isn't that what it is? Well, sort of, but it's, it's an AI-controlled ghost, so you don't have to worry about somebody, like, trolling you because they're... Okay, thank you. Because, yeah, it's funny. I just get done talking about DayZ, and I'm so over games and people. <laughs> if I wanted to play with people, I'd go out and play with people. i play games so I don't have to play with people. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, yeah, I was just... I wasn't sure, like, the fa- the Phasmagatorias... That guy, like the Beetleborgs, Jay Leno creature. I wasn't sure if that was the uh, multiplayer thing like Dead by Daylight or not. Thank you. Somebody finally got that. (laughs) It's a delayed process. It's okay, though. Just sit back, let it ride. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, where is this going? Where is this going? Oh. I mean, honestly, in my opinion, Daisy is kind of like a social experiment. <laughs> we wrong. call it Human Nature Simulator. That's all <laughs> that game is. Oh my god, it is creepy though. Like I give it this: atmosphere is everything, mm-hmm. and that game, like I said, no other game has jacked up my adrenaline that much. Like four hours or forty of just menial, monotonous tasks for ten seconds of an absolute adrenaline spike your hands are shaking and everything just that one you'll meet one person who just runs up and you have a split second to decide am i going to shoot this dude in the face or am i actually just going to sit there and talk what's going to happen but in the mosque it's you know winter and it's got this very chernobyl-esque feel to it and so whenever you spawn in you're already freezing almost you know, to the point of hypothermia and you have no food, no water, food's already scarce on the island. Everything's dark. So there's no power and you're just running through the woods. And then all of a sudden you'll come to like this abandoned city and you see the snow falling. So it it feels like either Chernobyl or even silent Hill. And they've got like this ambience in the background. That's not in the normal Chernoris Daisy. It's like this one, they're actually playing some ambience and you'll just in the distance, you'll hear You'll hear a gunshot or you'll hear somebody and then you'll hear him slice. You'll hear a knife cut or you'll hear a zombie go "Ah," and run past you because it's chasing someone else. Or you'll just hear a burst of gunfire off in the dip, like around a building because everything's spatial. So you'll just hear like that. And then silence (laughs) while you're sitting there wondering what the hell you're going to eat. It's it's just really creepy. (laughs) Gotcha. 
Eek. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got to try that game at some point. Yeah. I know a group of people that are used to be into it. Now we went into Ghost Recon, so we've been doing that all the time now. <laughs> yeah. I bought, uh, did I buy? I think I bought like uh, Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter on the, the bone the other day because huh? I, I had some pleasant memories of that one. And, I, you know, during the sale, so I, uh, yeah, I actually picked that up on my Xbox. That's cool. So I talked about a game called Phasmophobia, which is uh, heavily influenced by superstitions. So I thought our next question should be related to superstitions. Do you guys have any superstitions regarding New Year's? For me, I have this one thing where the very first thing I do in the year, I'm going to have luck doing that every year. So, for example, if I were to brush my teeth and that was my first thing to do, I would have good teeth for the rest of the year. (laughs) So – which, which uh, I, I jokingly, in my, in my twisted mind, I said that's why people like to have their kiss right on New Year's, you know, right after the ball drops, because they want to have a good relationship with a person for the rest of the year. And it's guaranteed for just that whole year. Eh, maybe. But that's, that's the superstition that I have. So do you guys have any superstitions that you follow? I'm going to start out with Nightkeep. How about you? Well, I hope not. My buddy Frank spilled some beer, and just as the clock was winding down, I was sitting there helping him wipe it off of the crotch of his pants. No! no I'm kidding. No. Okay, God. No. I don't drink. All right. <laughs> I was asleep. So you're no. gonna have you're gonna have a restful sleep for the rest of the year. I have the uh I have the same thing you do, Paul. It's like whatever I which I just started doing that this past year anyway. If I you know, I get up at the butt crack of the like the ass crack of dawn, like either three thirty to four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. and so same thing. New Year's was like, all right, let's get this right. So I got up, grabbed my cup of coffee, sat down, and just started writing music. Ah, there you go, man. <laughs> How about you, hype? Uh, I wouldn't. No, I don't have any superstitions, but I do. I do have a sort of mentality that. Um, as as a practicing Muslim, I believe that I, I I pray. I try to pray on New Year's Day, um, just as a sort of as a you know just as a sign of like okay, I hope that this year's a lot much more better than twenty twenty, and that that you know God is making sure that we're you know everyone's safe, sound, um, you know, and safe from the pandemic, and not you know that that sort of idea. But no, I wouldn't say any super traditional superstitious i just have my own ritual oh that's kind of cool so that in a way i mean that just having rituals too that's basically what i go through as well i just call it a superstition you you call it a ritual so yeah we're, we're very much the same how about you know all in the mind yeah uh so i i guess i kind of have a superstition i mean it, it's not really new year's related uh but my whole thing is if i'm having I, I believe in in everything is neutral. Uh, so how do I put this? Like if, if I start having like a really good day, there's always something itching at the back of my head saying there is something that's about to go wrong. Oh, there's something that is about to go wrong. And it's all it, it has always been true. Uh, and so I've I've always held myself in, uh, in preparation for different things to go wrong. Uh, depending on how my day or how my week has been going. And, and, you know, it, it, 
like, uh, let's see here. I was having a great week at work. And this is, this is one of the prime examples. Uh, a great week at work. I was prepared for a vacation. I'd set my vacation time in advance. I got it approved when it shouldn't have been approved. And, you know, I was just, you know, having a great time. But I still knew. I was like, something is about to happen. I guarantee it's going to happen when I take my vacation time. Nope. It happened while I was at work. I ended up falling through the roof the day before I went on vacation. Oh, no. 20 feet. And how I started off my vacation was outside the hospital trying to get a ride back home. Oh, you fell through a roof? Yes. Yes. Uh, this actually happened this year. <laughs> oh, and you <laughs> fell through the roof and your job was being a butt about it? Yep. Oh. <laughs> so so that, that, is my, that is my superstition. That's just... I, I mean, if it was if if I had not uh, got myself to believe this kind of thing uh, early on, I, I would have been a lot more miserable than I am now. So I like I look at it and it's like, no, you know, I already knew what was going to happen. I knew something was going to happen. Not quite this, but sure. <laughs> you just Whatever. had to wait, right? You just had to wait yep. for it to happen. Oh, my goodness. That's wow. Extraordinary. Uh, how about you, Blue? What were okay. your superstitions? Superstitions for 2020 or 2021? Uh, uh, just in general. Just in general. Superstitions for the new year. It related to New Year's. Like, uh, uh, Mine wasn't, but... You know. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. It's good, though. <laughs> it, it happened this year, though, so that... I mean, I think, like, every year, I'm just like, no, you got to manifest more. Get off the bed! You got to manifest more positive things than negative things, I suppose. I mean, that's a good so, way to look at it. Just get off the bed and go. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? It's <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing about having a five-month-old, a ten-month-old, and a two-year-old dog. Yeah, doggos. Yeah, this, and then I'm potty training one still, so I got to watch him. And the other one wants to act like he don't know how to poop outside. Yeah, I'm fighting teenage rebellion. The other one is just like a grandma dog. So, anyway, but yeah, no, I guess my superstition is just like I always have to remind myself that like manifestations are manifestations, positive or negative. But it's always better to just try to manifest the positive versus manifesting the negative. So try to like focus on the good stuff and you know breathe in the good shit, blow out the bullshit. That. <laughs> Yeah, and and that's another thing. Uh, that that's like the reverse side of what I was talking about. Is if I start running into like really bad things, I know that there's going to be something good around the corner. You know, it, it, eventually something's going to happen, and it's going to make me smile. Does it have to happen to you, or does does the cosmic scales balance for like 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 if you look at uh, um, like uh, the Avengers movie where he like said half half the people it wasn't like half of this group and half of that group it, it was like half of the entire universe does it does it affect like you specifically or does it affect everybody the balance so i would have to say that i wouldn't be the only one that noticed it because i kind of started realizing this kind of stuff when i i started really heavily like researching uh bruce lee he hmm. actually had a similar outlook in life uh where you know, if you're having a bad day, just remember that there's a new day just upon uh, just upon the horizon. And he always made 
different, you know, uh, analogies quite like that one. And, you know, and I started to really kind of look at what it meant and started to kind of like reflect on it. And that's when I started to really start to think of, you know, that, that that's always true because even though something bad happened, eventually something good's going to happen as well. And then that's when I noticed that, you know, it, it's, it's almost like an equilibrium as well, because like anything that good, anything good, that's going to happen, something bad's about to follow. And that's when I started getting that little, you know, itch. Ah, uh, something's about to go on. <laughs> I just can feel it. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, has any of these other superstitions affected you guys? Has the the first thing that happens is going to be great for you for the whole year? The the cosmic balance, the potty training of the dogs on the mattress. <laughs> Manifestations on the bed. Manifestations <laughs> on the bed. Yes, the breathing, the good shit, blow out the bullshit. <laughs> That—that's the one. Yes. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the whole breathe, uh, breathe out the bad, breathe in the good. I, I've obviously tried that. Like, um, especially when I know that there's going to be something huge about to happen, because it, it just feels like that's going to happen. Ah. Uh-huh. My whole thing is I, I still try to have a positive outlook on it because if I try to dwell too much on it, I will not uh, I will I won't see the good thing that actually happens. I just want to say that Gnome has like three children, so of like two out of three are being obnoxious. He'll just look at that other one child and decide <laughs> that that one child will be the angel for the day or the night or whatever. Okay. So when I oh, point that out. But that's good. That's great. <laughs> No, I understand that. Three fur children. Yeah. If yeah. two of them are acting up, normally one of them is being good. And I'm like, you're my favorite. Like today, it was Bessie. <laughs> Bessie didn't do any of the crap her brothers did. So what did Bessie do? Bessie came with me to the house closing and got the poop in the backyard. So. Bonus, bonus. You didn't even have yeah. to throw out Cheerios. <laughs> no, no. Like she was just exploring and stuff. And I was like, great. You pick your garden. Guess that means I, you like I, it. I do the same thing with my kids. It's like here's here's Cheerios. Here's, here's, <laughs> here's the snack. Oh my god! Go yes. that way. <laughs> yes, freeze dried cheese and beef liver or beef lung, beef lung. Okay, don't like beef uh, lung. I don't think they'd like that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, freeze dried cheese is basically cheese. It's so very <laughs> interesting. Yeah, the the beef probably not. I mean, it's crunchy like a potato chip. And it's salty too. It's like jerky chips. Only cheese. I don't know if I would like that. <laughs> it's like jerky chips. It's pretty good. So, what did you guys do this year compared to what you would normally do in the year? I'm going to start out with hype. Oh, okay. What I would normally do, or uh, what I did something different, huh? Yeah, versus what you did this year, or if you did everything the same way, that's great. Um, I definitely, I definitely realized where my strengths and weaknesses are are in life. Um, being trapped at home with lovely family members. Uh, trapped at home. Um, uh, I'm a middle child, so I'm. I, middle child so i so i'm just sort of like i'm in that middle 
Um, and I definitely saw that where where my family's level stand, oh. <laughs> like where my family's stand and stuff like that. Um, like for example, um, I graduated in 2019. Yeah, everything was fine. Had a normal graduation ceremony and everything. But my younger brother, who was a year younger than me, graduated in 2020, <laughs> May of 2020. <laughs> so obviously, there was no big graduation ceremony. Cap, gown. Here's your diploma. Tr- traditional thing. It was just come to the school gym, take a picture with your parents. Bye. You finished high school. You finished your bye. Um, so I think it was definitely like I saw another perspective of my life or I realized, oh, <laughs> when I came to that high school graduation situation, I, I got the lucky, I got, I got the lucky draw because I actually had a graduation ceremony as opposed to my poor younger sibling who sat through my graduation and my older brother's high school graduation five years before me <laughs> thinking, oh, I'll one day be like my siblings graduating, walking across the stage with my friends and family. But nope, that did not happen. Do you think that what had happened will eventually become the standard where everyone is just like, eh, we don't need the pomp and circumstance. We don't need the ceremony. Let's just get the virtual diploma out there. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, I'm graduating. I'm graduating community college this year. I'll be, I'll be graduating in May of 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping, I'm pushing, I'm crossing my fingers that if I can just wear a face mask, socially distance, walk across the stage, not shake hands with anybody, just wave whoever, get my diploma, you know, I can walk across the stage as a rite of passage, then yes, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this, that it comes back. Um, I would hate, I would hate to be just getting an email from the school being like, your diploma's been sent. Thanks for attending the school. <laughs> thanks for your money. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, yeah, thanks for the money. Here, here's, here's just... Here's an email from our department, from the older, from the people who run the school, just holding a congratulations banner, you know, saying thumbs up, congrats. <laughs> why, why go to I all the trouble when they could have just been like, hey, graduate. Thank you. Thanks for coming out. So, Blue, did you change anything this year uh, versus what you normally would do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I... I've ugh, I've melded with my inner demon this year. Okay. Um, in a very healthy way. Where like I was able to face it, right? I've never done that before. Um, able to face it, but also able to utilize it when I need to. Like I can be brutally honest, like brutally honest to the fact that people are like, I don't like you. And I'm like, I don't care. Because I'm tired of like wearing this like very nicey nice face mask like i'm a nice person yes i'm a very nice person very polite person i want the best for you but that doesn't mean get off the bed coda see this is gonna be a thing now it's gonna be a theme to get that doesn't mean to get off the bed um but um but no like i'm tired of wearing that whole like nicey nice proper face mask and like I felt always felt like I had to like I had to live up to this role of expectations and now that's been ripped away and I had to like face my family as myself and I liked it. 
I liked it a lot, like a lot, a lot, like a lot. <laughs> and I'm enjoying it because like, I finally feel like I am who I'm supposed to be. I always say like, I am not the monster my dad raised. I'm the monster my father deserved. <laughs> wow. And I am bringing it into 2021. Like I, there's no, I don't fear anything. Like I, I have a healthy fear of like, you know, for my life. But when it comes to like people's like judgment of me or their expectations they set for me, I no longer care. Like my family, like it's like, oh, well, you're at this age, you're buying a house, so you should be getting ready to settle down. And I'm like, for what? For In 10 years, I'm selling my, well, no, I'm going to be renting my house as an investment property and I'm moving to Bangladesh to have a dog sanctuary. Oh. Like, that's it. You guys can come visit, by the way. There'll be tons of food. But I'm going to have like a large breed sanctuary. Like, heck yeah. Like, why not? What? Why? So I guess like a sense of monster. <laughs> A sense of self, I guess. That's changed. For the better, though. I thought about something that I did something I did something different in 2020 that I did not do in 2019. I paid attention to the news a lot as oh. a 20-year-old or as a young adult. I don't know why. I was just very uh -huh. interested in the news and seeing what was going on because, you know, politics, a big year. I voted for the first time ever um, because I finally met the age requirement. Uh, so I voted. So that was also important. And then a pandemic and politics. Yeah. So that, I paid attention to the news more. Cool. Very cool. I'm sorry. Your generation kind of got like crapped on. Not even going to lie. With 2020, like 2019 to 2020 to 2021, these years, I feel so bad. Like I graduated in 2010. So <laughs> I don't you know, like at my high school, you know, reunion status was supposed to happen this year. It didn't happen. I wasn't going anyway. But like thinking about like my sister who's supposed to graduate next year, like she's not really into like the whole pump and circumstance thing. But, like, I still wanted to, like, show up at her graduation and be there and not tell her I was coming. And now it's kind of like, well, you know, because of your health, because I have no immune system, I can't go. So it's like, hey, I'm in a Skype meeting. <laughs> I'm proud of you from Arizona. I put money in your college fund. Don't spend it on boys and weed. <laughs> Or spend it on the weed, but but not on boys. But not on the boys. <laughs> not on the boys. Please, no, no, because she's exactly like me, which it, it kind of scares me because she's exactly like me. Um, but I know the mistake she's gonna make, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gnome? Changed anything from previous uh, years? I mean, I've I've definitely been home. A lot more than I usually am. Uh, but I mean, other than that, streaming's probably been the, the biggest thing that and uh, trying to be more more social outside of, uh, you know, the select group of friends that I'm used to, uh, which virtual I, I learning, you, virtual uh, learning was kind of ah, hold on. Sorry. Ow, cramp. Uh, I, I, I was saying to Noam that I, I hope virtual learning was nice to him and not his child or his, <laughs> his children. <laughs> uh, I haven't had to deal with that yet. So my, my oldest kid yeah, isn't with my wife. It was with someone else. So she, uh, I, I don't have to deal with that. 
but as, as as ferret knows and i think blue knows this too uh that when i started streaming i kind of did it as like a an experiment for myself to see if i could actually get past like my social anxiety quirks and to see like if there was different ways to like work around it to get past it and to just kind of work with it maybe and so far it, it's actually been pretty successful because i wouldn't be talking on this if it wasn't uh so I, it's definitely broken me out of my shell uh you could definitely tell that it used to because i definitely stutter i definitely say uh a lot and i know it hurts my streams a lot because <laughs> i don't have uh the speech requirements uh that most people that are generally social usually tend to have but uh, i mean still within the first half a year i think it's been i i've definitely seen a a major improvement on my end like i, I watched from my first stream to now and it, it's definitely improving and I, I definitely see myself uh smiling a lot more laughing a lot more and and generally being a, a excited i get nervous before i start and then after i start getting into like my first 10 15 minutes into it it's like uh you know these are friends you know i, I there was no reason to be so distraught at starting my stream uh how about you Nightkeep? things that you might have done differently trying to think of the best way to, to actually convey that i don't know i needed to change there's a little thing little stenciled spray paint thing that they put on the wall in the gym and uh and it's true it says you to looking around for the ways to change your life and stuff if you want to change your life it starts with the little things and i forgot who the hell said that kind of and i really don't care <laughs> but it is true it's all about the routine it's the little things you change and i mean i was that that close to giving up like music completely and just done it's like, i'm done i'm just tired it you know screw this it's not fun and like reggie fees and me said well if you're not having fun why do it and then i started meeting some friends on facebook fast forward to january of last year and i'm on stage at the masquerade and I kind of credit what I started doing. It began last year, but it really started at the beginning of 2020 is that, like I said, I get up early. I don't sleep in. I set my clock. I was getting up at six o'clock on the dot every day, even on the weekends. But then I started waking up at earlier and earlier, five o'clock and then 4.30 and then it turned into four and then 3.30. And I just don't fight it. When, I, when my eyes are open, bam, it's time to get up. Let's go. Let's do this. I get up. I get a bottle of water and I start writing music. Then when the lockdown hit, I've always wanted to learn piano. So I spent an hour practicing piano every day. And I would get up, get my bottle of water, sit down while the coffee's brewing and practice piano, practice scales and stuff like that. And then it's just the little things. Every day is part of a routine. Go to the gym, you know, go to work, go to the gym, get my son, fix up or go to bed. So the window of time for me to work on myself, what I want to do is waking up early. <laughs> and anyone with children could probably tell you if they don't already know, if you do have kids, try this, get up early. Everybody else loves staying up till midnight, one or two o'clock in the morning. So guess what? 
when you go to bed, the earlier you get up, the longer you have before anybody starts coming bothering you about things like, you know, clothes and food, and a roof over their head, and daddy, I'm sick, and all that bull crap. So, yeah, that's kind of what led me to wake up early. But, yeah, it's all about the little things. And ultimately, it's been touched on before, but just, just do it. Stop. Stop being afraid. Just do it. Want to live stream? Then stream. What's the matter? Nobody's going to like it. Uh, so? There are plenty of people don't like anything I do. So what? Do it anyway. I don't care. It just, seriously, it was the best thing that a friend of mine could tell me last year that I have carried it with me forever. Life's too short. Just do it. Dear God, just do it. And it's all about who you keep around you. If people are negative, get rid of them. Somebody had mentioned, I forgot, I feel sorry for you, but well, actually I don't because I don't know your situation, but you said you got into politics. That's cool. My advice, get the hell out. Leave. You don't need it. You're on Facebook, get off. Are you constantly looking for that dopamine fix on social media? Your finger's doing like this when you just stand around and nothing to do? Get off. Surround yourself with positivity, good people. Do they make you feel good? Hang around them. Do they say negative things or bring you down? It's cymatics, man. It will affect you. Positive helps. Negativity doesn't. So if you want to stream, stream. And don't pay attention to the naysayers. Don't let anyone ever, yeah, I'm pointing at you, ever tell you what you can't do. If you think you can do it, then go do it. The only one who, if you think you're not going to be able to do it, well, if you're not going to be able to do it, so don't worry about it. There's nothing, you know. Who cares if anybody else thinks you said you can't do it? So, man, why am I wasting my time? Uh, for me, uh, pretty much, I started out the year not taking the pandemic very seriously. I assumed that all I needed to do was keep social distance. And I was still going to the grocery store a lot. I was still going to work a lot. I still wore the, the mask and everything, you know? But I... It, it took it took some things to happen in my life to make me realize that it is a serious thing that people can get sick from this and people can um, die from it and it made me to to realize that I needed to think about my mom's health she has um, she had lung cancer so she has she's affected and since I'm the person that has to help her out a lot I'm like the first line of of that she can go to. I realized then with with the things that were happening that I needed to start to take it seriously. And so that's what I, I started working from home. I asked if it was okay. My boss said it was, yeah, just get the work done. Everything's great. And so I, I start limiting myself to the trips that I did. You know, I don't I don't visit my friends with the masks anymore. I just don't visit them. Uh, if I if I can do it virtually, that's what I try to do. And so that was like the biggest change that I had, uh, very specifically regarding the type of um, events that we used to do on New Year's Eve. I used to game on that night, you know, role-playing games. And instead, this year, I did a FASMO, <laughs> hashtag not obsessed, uh, <laughs> session. So I got to game, but not in the same way that I used to. You know, I couldn't do the role-playing that I so loved. But I, I learned that I can start to uh, use the technology that we have now 
to be able to um, to socialize. And I hope that other people utilize the technology as well so that we can um, make it easier for ourselves to adapt. Because even after the pandemic is gone, the, the world has changed. It's not ever going to go back to the way it was. You have to be positive. You like like Knight keeps said, you have to surround yourself with a positivity. Otherwise, um, you know, if you're constantly drowning yourself in the worry and the negativity, you are going to drown. You need to swim out of it. You need to find a way through it. That's finding new ways to do the things that you're used to being able to do. So those are the things that I learned uh, with it. Uh, that said, I just said we, we should start looking at new ways to do things. My next question is, of course, going to be about what was your favorite memory of New Year's celebrations? So, Y'all, I'm sorry. I've got to cut. Oh, okay. But, uh, I've had a lot. I'm sorry to duck out on you, man. But oh, No problem. Uh, it's, before it's you leave, though, can, can, you, can you give us your, your New Year's resolution before you go? What was your New Year's resolution this year? I don't make those. You don't I, make uh, them? I'm, no, it's I am a continuing train wreck. I'm just trying to honk if parts fall off. I'll try to swing around and pick them back up. It's just seriously, my life is a sham. No, um, man, I'm just trying to be a better person. Just okay. trying to be more positive and just more open. That is ultimate. That is just me. And just stop being afraid. I preach a good game, but that's because I I'm at the pulpit. But that's because I have a mirror in front of me, so I'm like yelling at myself. It just if anybody else happens to catch anything. You know, while I'm spitting at myself and groovy. No, I just got to be a better person. That's all. And for our podcasting audience, can you tell us where we can find more about you and the projects you're working on in 2021? Oh, God. Uh, well, I mean, you can find me on Film Jerks every now and then. Otherwise, MonstersMadnessAndMagic.com or Obsidian Relic Records on Bandcamp. Some way, somehow or another, you'll find me. Yep, fantastic. And if you it's should meant to be. You should check it out. I've checked it out, and it's fantastic stuff. So it's definitely worth trying. Y'all, have a happy new year. <laughs> yeah. I freaking mean it. Stay positive. Look, I mean, come on. <laughs> Some people say, it can't get any worse. No, seriously. <laughs> just live your life, and y'all just stay positive. If y'all need me, you've got a digital trail. You can find me. If I can help or anything or just make you laugh or whatever, or watch a movie or whatever, just Give me a holler. Otherwise, y'all take care, all right? It was nice meeting y'all. Yeah. Bye, Nike. Good night, y'all. Bye. That was really cool. I, I was glad that he was able to make it into the session. And uh, we do have other uh, original uh, jerks that are planning on coming in uh, throughout the show. So it's always good to have a blend of the new and old, uh, which for this episode, perfect, right? Because it is all about 2020 going to 2021. So I asked this just before um, Nightkeep had to depart is do you what what do you recall as your favorite New Year's memories very specifically on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve very specifically. So uh, I'm going to start out with Blue. Blue? Oh, let me think. Uh, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. Oh, right. Uh, I slept. It sounds very basic, right? but I actually had an actual eight hours of continuous sleep. So when you have chronic insomnia and chronic fatigue at the same time, mm -hmm. you're constantly tired, but you're awake. So you want to sleep and you can't. So I actually got eight 
like continuous, non-broken, didn't break the rim hours of sleep. And I woke up like, let's go. But I'm also worried that like, I'm still in let's go mode and it's seven o'clock at night and I got to put the kids sleep soon. And so I'm just like, oh, don't tell me the insomnia is back because I have all this stuff going on. So we'll see. I'm looking forward to hopefully sleeping again because I like sleep, y'all. But I, I got eight hours of sleep. It was amazing. So was it this year or a previous year that you got this sleep? This year. Like, this year. Like, yeah. This, 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 everyone's like, happy New Year's. And I was like, bro, I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was knocked out and the kids were asleep. I remember there was like fireworks going off. There was not a peep in the house. Like none of the kids responded to it because I didn't respond. So I was able to sleep. That's yeah. pretty cool. So that that's actually a very unique memory. So I, I thank you for sharing that. Um, very welcome. Very welcome. How about you, Gnome? Any fond memories of New Year's Day or Eve? So, uh, yeah, usually we, we had talked about this before, and it's the same for you as like uh, one of the things that I do is I usually go to a friend's house, uh, Lion, my night. Uh, we usually gather up at his place and we usually play. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we usually play some, you know, board games, some uh, RPG games and stuff like that to, to bring in the new year. And uh, that didn't happen this year. And I, I mean, some of uh, it would be easy to blame COVID. It could be. A whole number of things uh it but i think i think it's just more of you know the winds of change are are starting to occur and it's i think it's it has a little bit more to do with that than just covid um itself but i mean good things don't last forever i guess you know yeah and you gotta prepare for for things like that and i think that uh everything that's happened came in at a good time you know uh i spent this year at home by myself with uh with well not by myself but with the wife and we watched the ball drop it was just me and her uh because usually right after we get done at lions right before the ball drops i usually go to like the parents or something her parents my parents whoever's doing it now that that will probably come back <laughs> but that's usually not my highlight um Usually the the highlight. Not my highlight. Then, yeah, yeah. Like, family can go do their own thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and how about you, hype? Fond memory? Mm, my my family around this time is very mellow or very plain Jane. Okay. Um, just because of. Uh, you know, my parents, they grew up in a society where both Christmas and New Year's Eve or New Year's is not very popular or not very much celebrated amongst the people of their of uh, the culture and I guess you could say religion. Um, so, I mean, we just we don't really have anything special, special. Um, but, uh, we will, we will typically try to have friends over. Um, we didn't do that this year to, to everyone's just to keep everyone safe, but typically we'll have, we'll go, we'll typically have some friends over, do something 
or you know, just have friends over, um, but not very high or not even anything really high. Like um, alcohol, for example, in my family is a no go just because of culture and religion. So <laughs> there's <laughs> there's that aspect. We don't. If you come to my house, it's empty. You'll just if you look at my friends, you'll just find milk and water. That's it. <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you need alcohol to have fun. I'm just saying that, you know, part of New Year's Eve is where you pop champagne and spray it everywhere. That sort of, that sort of idea in the media, you know, Ooh, celebration, but that doesn't happen at my, at my household. <laughs> wow. Uh, for me specifically, uh, I think I had a very fond memory of getting lost in Chicago one year. Um, my friends and I, we were driving, and the plan was to have a romantic evening with my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, you know my belief, you know, try, try the first thing you do, you're going to be good at it for the rest of the year. And I, I was trying to have a very romantic evening with my girlfriend. We ended up getting lost. We took the wrong turn. We were probably, I don't know, a state away from the Navy Pier. In Chicago, we probably were driving in Iowa instead of uh, Illinois. Uh, but yeah, we got we got totally lost. But um, we ended up. It was it was actually somewhat romantic getting lost, and I mean we did kiss. At least I think I re I think we kissed. Um, but technically, I think the very first thing I did that year wasn't the kiss. It was getting lost. So you got what? You got I, lost somewhere? I got lost trying to get to Chicago on New Year's Eve one time. Oh, and dear. so that means that I was lost for the rest of the year very, very well. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was one of my uh uh like favorite memories just because it was an adventure and and so forth. And yeah, I, I don't I'm not with that girlfriend anymore, but um I still have good memories of it, so I. That's that's what I wanted to talk about, in, in with that question. Um, the next question is, uh, where would you like to celebrate New Year's in the future? Um, it might be a place that you love before. It might be a place that you do on a regular basis, and maybe that's why you like it. So, uh, for me, it's going to be uh, several places, uh, but it has a very it has a theme to it. So like Tokyo, Japan, uh, London, England, Sydney, Australia. The reason for that is I like, I want to visit a big city. I went to Chicago one year and that was, that was exciting, even though I jokingly said I was in Iowa, but, um, it was a big, it was a big city and that's why we got lost. And I would love to be in a big city on new year's and be with my friends, you know, I think it would be just fantastic, especially especially if we were doing it for the first time and exploring the big city for the first time and just, you know, finding all these wonderful things in the new year and just because to me, that's what New Year's is about. It's about getting rid of the old and then finding something new. So having a new adventure would be ideal for me. And, and I could technically I could have that in a small town, but. I've experienced living in a small town for most of my life. So it would be very, very good for me to be able to experience that in those type of cities. So, uh, Gnome, uh, what 
what places would you like to celebrate New Year's? Really don't know, to be honest. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, me and the wife had talked about doing one in New York, watching the ball drop in New York, uh, especially when we were out in uh, in Connecticut. You know, we, we had, you know, it wasn't that far away. It'd be easy to get there. Uh, the one thing that we would always, you know, complain about is what about the crowds? You know, and, and this year would have been the year to do it because there there was no crowd. Nope, nope. <laughs> As a matter of fact, like uh, when we when we were watching it, we kind of laughed because they had these little blocked off areas, little squares right out on the yeah. strip, and it's like, oh my goodness, because they had to have the cameras out. focused on people. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, uh, this would have been the year to do it. <laughs> we both kind of laughed, like, yep. Um, is it because you have kids that you didn't do it this year? Maybe. Well, no, because we we live in Indiana now, so. Oh, so it would have been a it would have been a huge trip. So. Yeah, it would have been like a sixteen hour drive just to get there. It's like, mm, no. <laughs> you could take a plane. Days. You could take a plane. Come on, <laughs> it's safe. <laughs> no, nope, not happening. Oh, okay. Uh, but I mean, me and the wife have said that we're, we're no. Not you. Sorry. Okay. My kid. Not you. My kid. Malo got up on the bed. He knows he's not supposed to be up here. Sorry, y'all. I'm doing dog no, parenting. It's all good. Uh, but no, me and the wife have said that we're, we're, we plan on going back to Connecticut. Connecticut does. Uh, Connecticut versus Indiana, it, it, it's like night and day. Mm. So like a lot of things thinking about there is, is a heck of a lot better. Um. So we do plan on actually going back out there someday. And, and, and that's kind of where I would like to be. That's kind of uh, nice. Yeah. I, I miss my, you know, actually going out to see my friends uh, when we can actually do that again. But it, it's, I hadn't done it for six years. I enjoyed it when I, when I came back and we did it for like the first year or two, but it's not needed. Not needed, huh? Huh. No. How about you, Blue? Where would you like to be on a New Year's Eve? Uh, uh, <laughs> in my bed. <laughs> no lie. That was the best sleep ever. Like, I've been under anesthesia. I've been in twilight sleep. I've been blackout drunk. I've been so stoned that I didn't want to wake back up before. But this type of, like, Relaxing. Sorry, guys. I have both dogs. Get off the bed. <laughs> That's a running theme now. <laughs> Get off. Sorry. Um. Okay. Yeah, they don't. They're not listening right now. But uh, yeah. No, I could definitely say sleeping in my bed is probably the one thing I want to do every year because it was awesome so we're just wherever my bed is i mean i wouldn't mind if my bed was in a cabin in the mountains overlooking like an ocean and i had just eaten an amazing five course seafood meal and i'm sitting in front of a fire with a beautiful 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 mexican cocoa with the chile Mm. Nice. So, what was uh, the? 
<laughs> what, what's the difference this year that made made the sleep possible? I think because I didn't have anything to worry about doing the next day. Ah. I'm so used to working when I was bartending and working full time, going to school full time and working, or my dad was having a party and I was cooking. I had nothing to do and nothing to worry about other than letting my dogs go pee the next day. <laughs> nice. I had nothing to do. And I think that like knowing that like everything is done because like I'm no longer like I used to try to like control my fate a lot because I, I believe in like manifestation and we can control things but certain things just happen so i'm like no longer trying to control things or plan things out like if it happens it happens it doesn't fine i'll try another way so it's like i didn't have to worry for once and i just slept that's great i, I just slept it was it was stressless sleep stressless sleep i can say that i slept without stress for once and it, I, I liked it i i can see why people do this whole sleep thing y'all it's pretty nice. I see what y'all talk about sleep. How about you, Hype? I am going to go with Sydney, Australia. Ah. I wish to be buying the Sydney Opera House where they do a beautiful fire display according to what it looks like on Google. Um, it is to be in the harbor by the opera house, by the sea, I would definitely, I feel like that is definitely something on my bucket list that I definitely want to do. That's great. Uh, I'm, I'm there with you. You know, Sydney was one of my three cities that I wanted to be, so for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so we are going to give you a, a little bit of an exposition dump. Uh, like all movies, uh, they have to have them every now and then. So, And I want to give everybody kind of a, a brief educational history in regards to New Year's celebrations and resolutions before we start talking about our resolutions for 2021. So uh, let me start out by talking about uh, the ancient Babylonians. Uh, they used to have a 12-day festival uh, somewhere around mid-March, and it was known as Akitu. And uh, during this festival, they would promise to the gods to pay their debts and return borrowed items. Uh, and if they kept their word... They were given blessings from the gods, which is kind of cool. Did you have something to add, Hype? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, and then also, too, uh, ancient Rome uh, was the actual one that moved um, the, uh, basically, New Year's to January 1st. And if you know that January actually comes from the god Janus, and Janus is the two-faced god which is looking forward and back. And so you can kind of think about that in terms of New Year's, that whole idea of looking back and then looking forward as well. And uh, during this celebration of January 1st, uh, the Romans would offer sacrifices and they would promise to have good conduct in the coming years. Sounds like a resolution, doesn't it? Uh, then we kind of move on to the Chinese New Year's, which is technically in February. Um, and uh, there used to be tales of villagers that would decorate their homes in uh, basically burning bamboo. I, I hope it's not on fire, but, <laughs> but they used to decorate that. And uh, what they would do is they would uh, create loud sounds to ward off neon, which is actually the word for year, the symbol for year. So neon. 
Um, so you can imagine them scaring away the old evil year to try to bring in the new one. And the whole using of fireworks comes from China. And, and so therefore, when you create fireworks during the celebration, that is kind of the idea that it came from that, uh, that practice. Uh, and then also now, <laughs> I told you this would be an exposition dump, right? I wasn't kidding. Uh, ancient Egypt, they used to have uh, a thing called, I'm going, to, I'm going to butcher this, so I apologize for people that actually can speak Egyptian, but we pet ren pet, which is uh, translated as uh, the opening of the year. It was a celebration of food, alcohol, and sex, which isn't different than some of the things that you would expect to be done today, right? So... Uh, and then in modern times, of course, if you know anything about the Methodist religion, they created something called the Covenant Renewal Service or the Night Watch or the Watch Night Services, which is celebrated on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So that is kind of where, um, you know, early on, a lot of religions started because of, because of religion. And over time when the religion starts getting pushed away, it becomes more of a common practice and then you start doing it because it's a family tradition or a friend tradition. And so that's where a lot of these resolutions and the things that we do to celebrate New Year's has come from that. So with that said, let's go on to talk about what our resolutions are for this year. We're going to start out with hype. My... I'm not gonna call it a resolution. I'm just gonna try to. I'm gonna call it a goal. Is survive online learning <laughs> because let me tell you, I I'm a very social person. I had I liked seeing my friends. I liked seeing my classmates in person. I liked seeing my teacher in person. I liked going to my office. I liked going to my teacher's office hours and being like, hey, I need help on X assignment or I need help on this thing. Um, and I very, and because of this pandemic, sure, I've had to switch to make it more online. You know, I'm not very, I'm a very person who likes to learn in person. I like to like see the teacher. I like to see the teacher tell me, okay, X, Y, Z, so that, or be in the classroom with my peers, you know, dress properly and not like two feet away from bed in my pajamas you know, with the cleaning lady riding right outside my wall with, you know, it was just do this and trying to learn at the same time. It was very hard for me this past, I guess you could say fall of 2020. So I'm hoping by the spring of 2021, I have learned what I need to do and what I need to do in order to be successful in these in my online classes this semester um, so that I can graduate well enough too, so that I can get into a four-year university. That's a that's a very respectable goal or resolution. So, uh, how about you, Noam? What resolutions have you made this year? So, uh, my resolution uh, is definitely going back on to what I was saying earlier about the whole you know social experiment and uh, Daisy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, no. My, I, I definitely want to continue to push myself to be more open, be 
more interactive in the community that I, I've, I've put myself in. Uh, because if if anybody has noticed, I've, I've definitely been teetering off quite a bit and not as responsive as before. But I'm still trying to kind of work myself around that and 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 find ways to keep myself motivated keep myself uh interested and you know keep going at it and keep uh clear communication with every everybody that's new that i've met and uh along with that actually stream more often and get myself an actual set schedule so that way people actually know when i'm on instead of just being like ah you know what i'm just gonna stream today and i'm done you know, uh, so uh, a little bit more stability in my life, I guess, and uh, stability in uh, my my social interactions as well. Those that's a respect. Those are respectable goals as well. I I definitely respect those. Uh, how about you, Blue? What are your resolutions for this year? Oh snap! Twenty twenty one. I guess be a good fur mom and not throw coda into a wall no i'm kidding y'all <laughs> coda can be a pain in my batukas like today but a little, little squirt but no definitely um the fur mom part because coda and i as many people know coda's getting service trained and i'm helping like it's a owner-led training so we start obedience too pretty soon and actually we start obedience to tomorrow at three uh -huh. And that after that is just obedience three. And then we start his service classes. And it's crazy because Coda is intelligent, very intelligent, but it can be difficultly tiring. Like if I'm tired, he's tired. So like being a good firm mom and pushing through, because like I always think of like my sister and she was in soccer and like, all right, Sylvia was at every single game. So like for my kid, I have to be at every single class and not be like i'm too tired for this crap you really don't need it like no like we have to go we have to leave the house we can't just be at home and stick to it because i mean he's committed so i'm committed so i guess just being a committed fur mom and also having the patience to train another dog at the same time <laughs> it's hard but also like streaming because as nomi knows i was gonna give up like I was going to completely stop and not come back at all. Completely not come back. I was going to give it up. And then after talking to him and Jack, I was like, no, I'm just going to change my schedule. It's just, I realized like, I gotta have me time. That's something I think we forget as people in general. Um, you need me time. Like it's nice to work all the time, but I'm 28 and I've forced myself into exhaustion more times than I should have by this age. So, like, you gotta take time for yourself mentally, physically, and emotionally. You gotta take time for yourself. And you can't just be like, oh, I'm gonna be okay when your freaking limbs are falling off. <laughs> you gotta take you time. So, like, being aware enough within myself and confident within myself to be like, no, nah, like, I need this time. So, yeah, I guess those are my, my resolutions to be a good, stable fur mom and not wear myself out oh <laughs> i like those i like those a lot so 
Um, so uh, those of you that know uh, and those of you that are in uh, listening to us on our podcast version of the show, uh, just note that we are recording live during a live stream. And so uh, as part of the live stream, we are able to interact with our uh, chat audience. And so uh, they are able to uh, give us input as well as us giving input. And so I'm going to read off some of the New Year's resolutions that some of the people in chat have given out. So we have one person that said that uh, mine would be not to eat fast food and to cook my meals. So, and I know a lot of people have that along with exercise, of course. They all want that. So uh, very much, uh, and I actually started doing that more last year. It has helped me so much. And, um, you know, Putting, putting it out there with all the other foodies out there and seeing what they cook it is so inspiring. So, yeah, keep keep that resolution up for sure, chat. Uh, let's see. The next one is uh, try to better myself this year with finding a new job and then try to travel around Canada more when things clear up one day. And I like that resolution too because travel would oh, be yes. huge. And eat lots of food, please. Like eat all the good food. Do not skimp. Like if you have an option to get something on top of something, get it on top of it. Just just do it. Just do it. We need Nike to sponsor us. Nike, do you hear me? We say just do it a lot. So <laughs> <laughs> going on top on, on that uh, is that that was one of the things that me and the wife missed a lot about Connecticut mm. is we would go out that there's hiking trails everywhere literally everywhere and you'd be amazed at some of the things that we'd find uh like we found an 1880s graveyard just on a on a trail uh we just happened on it took a look like oh well, this is kind of interesting and the best part was is it was something that we could take uh at the time zayden he was uh, one or two and he loved it and it was something that really brought us together as a family and something that we could do every weekend and that that's what we tried to do we'd go out hiking on on saturday or sunday depending and then on the off day of that weekend we'd go to a winery uh there was what was it like 240 some odd wineries out in connecticut wow uh, and it's all part of this one large brochure it says the wine trail it's like well we're gonna be busy for a while so let's try this <laughs> so we should all go to connecticut and go on the wine trail and i don't even drink i just want to watch you guys drink <laughs> some of those places are amazing because uh they'll have outdoor uh like ta uh, tables and and lawn chairs <laughs> and it'll overlook like the entire like and like, creeks and lakes and like every single one had an outside seating area with a, a different type of scenery and it was amazing. I agree. Uh although I've I've been to the East Coast once, I think. So um that said, I'm gonna read off some more uh resolutions from our chat. Uh, that should be a new segment. <laughs> uh, 
so a person has written, I, uh, I hope to travel to the East Coast once things clear up and then visit my grandparents. So that's kind of nice. Visiting, visiting some relatives is, also, uh, is a very good resolution to have. Yes, that's a super good one, actually, especially now because we couldn't see each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and s somebody did write that they that one of their resolutions would be to also meet their streaming friends. So indeed, oh, we yeah. want to meet you too. And I promise, I'm not this spacey in person. I'm totally this spacey in person, <laughs> guys. Blue, guys. Blue is much more spacey in person. I am with the kids too. Oh, fantastic! Oh, we can hear one right there. Malo, the little one I told you about, the little feisty one, he thinks he is Coda size and he doesn't even come with the Coda's stomach. Ooh. <laughs> uh, so for, for me, I, I might as well give you guys. Uh, oh, I, I, we're going to read one more resolution from the chat here. It says another resolution would be to start streaming and stick with it. That's, that's a huge one for a lot of people. Um, for both, it, both things, starting yeah. and continuing. So. It's a trip, definitely. If especially starting off, because a lot of the questions that you start asking yourself when you start is, "Why am I doing this? Is anybody even watching?" Like there was a couple times before I met like everybody, before Eric started actually introducing me to new people, it was like, you know, I, I don't see this going anywhere because I have zero views for the past three days, and it's like. This is Gnome signing off. <laughs> it's like, yep, nobody's going to see it. So why the heck not? <laughs> but I mean, it, it's it's once you start actually seeing people and actually getting into communities, that makes it a lot easier uh, because then you can talk to them outside of your your streams. And uh, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I can speak for a lot of people when they when I say that, you know, it helps drive the motivation to continue streaming um because uh, it, it definitely helps because you have other people to talk to other people to you know kind of let things off your chest and and let things go blow off steam and you know it, it stick with it it will be difficult in the beginning but i guarantee you it it is pretty much worth it uh, if if you're looking for uh, to do it for money or extra, you know, cash in your pocket, that's not the right way to look at it. Uh, definitely look at it as a way to meet new people and to actually make friends. Agreed. Uh, Ain't that the truth? So for those of you that are joining us in our live stream, we are the Film Jerks. Uh, we are the show that talks about movies like Little Old Ladies in a Book Club. But we, <laughs> but we have um, an actual different type of format show today, and it is called Off Topics. And what we do is we talk about things that aren't necessarily movies, and we talk about things that interest the film jerks. And it's a great way to get to learn who the film jerks are. Normally, we have an actual feature discussion film um, segment, and that is the standard core film jerks episode where we'll watch a movie and then we'll come together and we will talk about a film just like we are uh, in a book club. And uh, then we also have discussion games at the end so that we can further our discussion. And then we also have a sideshow, which is called Trailer Jerks, where we talk about trailers like Little Old Ladies in a Book Club. Yeah. Uh, and 
what we do is we're actually going to take uh, a bunch of different trailers and we'll examine those and then we play something called the Jerkatron 9000, which is a um, basically a random word generator. You take that word and you use it into a sentence. So for those of you that don't know who the film jerks are, that's what it is. And those of you that are listening to us in a podcast format, uh, note that we are now available. We are recording live in a live stream. So we are interacting with an actual audience. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we are found on a twitch.tv slash forsaken underscore ferret. And we stream every Saturday. Uh, we're going to try to do that. That's actually my resolution for 2021. Because if you look at some of the old episodes of Film Jerks, I've been very, very inconsistent about uh, publishing because it used to take forever to edit the show. And so uh, now with the live stream format, I'm basically editing much, much quicker. Most of the thing is done in, in the actual show itself. So like the sound effects, the music is actually played in the show. It's not added post. And so it saved a lot of time doing that. Um, so uh, again, that is my resolution for this. Set. And today is a resolution show. We are talking about 2020 and 2021. And this is our basically year-end New Year's show. And it's our off-topic show. We hopefully will be able to do this every year. And hopefully what we talk about will change every year. So hopefully we weren't talking about the mm -hmm. pandemic every single year from here on out. So yeah. um, so uh, let's, let's, let's wrap up our discussion about the, just the New Year's resolutions. And let's talk about what do you think about resolutions? Do you think that uh, it sounded like from hype that he thinks that they're more like guidelines or goals and not rules. For me, that's what I believe resolutions should be. They shouldn't be set fast rules. So hype, do you want to add to that? Yeah, I definitely think that the person you are on January 1st, 2000, whatever, should be different than the person you are the next year. Um, like, Pretty sure I can speak for all of humanity. We've all changed. We've all been through some crappy times, some good times, some amazing times during this year. So I definitely feel that as long as you can look back onto the last year and be like, okay, I'm a different person, then I feel like then your year was successful and not like, oh, maybe, you know, that you or you did something <laughs> for you or something good happened to you in your life. That would be my, that'd be my motto for, you know, the next year or whatever, or for, you know, my, I, I don't know, I want to, I don't want to say guidelines, but I definitely want to say rule of thumb. How about that? You know, that, you know, you should look back and see that, okay, I definitely made improvements in my life. Gotcha. Uh, how about you, Gnome? So, uh, I think resolutions is, is kind of a, it's definitely not for me it's not a rule it, it's it's definitely a goal uh of mine um and we, we see the new years as a way to bring about new beginnings and uh new aspects that we want to improve on and want to kind of refine and, and that that's basically what i'm doing is i'm, I'm trying to refine how I am socially, how I do my stream, how how I connect to other people. 
and that that's basically where where it goes it, it it's this is what i've set myself to start working on a lot more or a lot more for this new year because it, it's a new year and i mean will i get there i don't know but it's a new year so anything can happen And how about you, no, uh, not no, I just talked to Gnome. How about you, yeah, Blue? Let me see here. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Basically, the other version of Gnome. The yes. Other half. The the soul the soul twin of My Gnome. Twin. The soul twin. Um, resolutions for me are just like goals we set for ourselves. But like for me, I try to be really, really realistic about it. Cause like I used to set like some like I'm gonna lose blah 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 amounts of weight. Man, no, okay. Like, I I just want to be like, nah, I'm going to be nice to myself this year, but be, like, realistically nice. So I'm not going to give in to every single one of my impulses when I order Grubhub, but I will still order myself Grubhub every now and again. So I think that's that's mostly it. Just trying to be very, very realistic, I suppose, if I can be. Yeah, just being very realistic. Gotcha. Uh, so let's end uh, the live stream uh, with uh, basically where can we find you and what, your projects, basically. Not necessarily you, but where can we find your projects? What are the things that you're working on on 2021 uh, that you are proud of showing off? Or if not, you know, just, just mention, hey, you can see me on Discord or something like that or somebody's server or whatever not, you know, uh, whatever you want to do. So I'm going to go right back to Blue. What – uh, where can we find projects that you're working on in 2021? Oh, God. So Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Mm. So yeah, everywhere. I'm, and Discord. I'm everywhere because I guess social media is my thing, even though I hate it. But I know how to work the system. But yeah, um, I actually, for the house, we'll be doing like a, I don't want to say like a flipper episode on stream of like, Showing us making changes to the new house. Mm. But we'll be doing that if you guys want to see how we set up a stream studio. Because I have no clue how this is going to look. So come find us on Twitch, y'all. <laughs> She's going to have dogs trying to jump on mattresses in the background. <laughs> and she'll have the dog in the background trying to get onto the mattress or eat something. Or yeah. you know, try to get into the wrong room where you're like, it's a no safe zone for four-legged people. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, most likely they will be doing what they are now, arguing over a squeaky squirrel when I have four other squeaky squirrels on the floor that they can each have. <laughs> How about you, No? So one of the things that I'll be doing is uh, I'm definitely going to be working with uh, Blue a lot more, uh, especially as far as like social media goes, because Twitter, I, I, I just got into that, so... That's not something that I really have put myself into. So a lot of my friends that are on Facebook, like before I just kind of dropped off Facebook, uh, I, I don't have that on Twitch or tw Twitch. Uh, Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, there you go. See, see, I, I, I'm not familiar with it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start working with, you know, like Blue and a few others to try and get more of a presence on there and uh definitely on 
on any of the discords that I'm in. Again, I'm I'm trying to work on my my presenting myself and putting myself out there. So I, I'll I'll try to get more out there so that way people can see like the projects and stuff. Uh, I'm still working on uh, my drawing platform. I'm writing uh, for Cyberpunk Red. Uh, I'm getting that campaign set up. Uh, so I, I have a lot of projects that I'm doing. That's probably why I've been on Stardew Valley so much is because it, that's that's my relaxed time. Uh, how about you, Hype? Where can we find projects that you're working on? I hopefully will be looking into maybe our first stream. Ah! We'll see. <laughs> maybe, yeah, well, I want to definitely maybe see and jump into it, how it goes. Noam gave me an interesting idea uh, with the whole talk show setup. Nice idea. I definitely will be sleeping upon that idea. Would be cool, interesting, because I have lots of people, lots of people that I mod for that I could probably steal for and snag around. But yeah, I'm hoping to get into streaming in some. That's great. That's fantastic. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you're on this stream, you know how to get a hold of me. Uh, pretty much. You're looking at it right now. So, uh, but <laughs> technically, technically, you could probably find me in a Phasmo lobby someplace. And Phasmo yes. short for phasmophobia. Yes, you uh, can always find him in a Phasmo in lobby. All of them, maybe. You know, <laughs> U.S., European, Australian. I have Asian. been known to jump around. Yes, I have been known. Yeah, he's on every server. Yes. He's on, he's on every chat. Uh, so I mean, you've got a question definitely somebody can talk to you about it you want to go talk crap to ghosts go play with him yeah 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 that's all we do <laughs> but uh if you do want to know more about the film jerks we do have a um facebook group that you can join and uh it's not as active as say the ferret community discord um so if you're if you somehow get a hold of uh, the Twitch stream, which is at twitch.tv slash forsaken underscore ferret, uh, you can click on the Discord icon, and then it'll take you to the ferret community Discord, and it will allow you to join the Discord, and then you can uh, basically become a member of the Film Jerks, and uh, you can participate in the chats you can participate in our discussions and you can actually participate in our show so that's always a fun thing for all of us and we love to have us uh doing uh, more again my new year's resolution is to be more consistent with this show and i plan on doing this every week and plan on trying to get the edits out on time we just moved over to anchor.fm as being our essentially podcast host and we have all of the archived footage in there now. Now I'm now I'm doing the distribution, and I'm, it's up to me now. If if it fails, it fails because of me. So uh, I will do my best to make sure that I live up to my resolution, even though what forty five percent of Americans fail at it. <laughs> have you met us? Like, have you met us? Like, we'll be like, we'll send Daniel your way. He'll he'll fix you up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He'll fix you up. He'll he'll wake you up at three AM and make you I'm still up at that time though. I'm playing Phasmo at you three AM in the morning. Phasmo at that time. 
Because you're up when I'm still up, and I'm like, hold up. I am literally, a, I'm in Mountain Standard Time right now. I'm normally in Pacific. You're still awake my time? What yes. are you doing? He's playing Phasmophobia. Oh, crap. Okay, never mind. I'll, make, I'll send him to your chat. Yeah. Be like, and I'll make him say, did you edit the podcast? Did you yes. the podcast yeah. for the week? Did you... Did you do this? Did you make the announcement? It's so bad that I changed the ringer on my phone to sound like the phone that's in the game. No. It it, it has made me jump a few times because I'll hear it. Oh my god. <laughs> Sir Fez, I love you, but Sir Fez. Hashtag, hashtag obsessed. Not obsessed. Not obsessed. Hashtag. Oh lord. <laughs> so. Oh lord. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dedication because I can't lie. I do have like Dauntless merch everywhere now. So, and I, I got a Raji hoodie coming. I can't lie. As always, <laughs> uh, support all of the uh, independent streamers that are out there, all the independent podcasters that are out there as well. We are doing our best to give you content that is different than what you can get on a mainstream type of show. So, uh, support us. Support us. <laughs> All right, so let's end the show today by having all of us count down from five to like one and say Happy New Year as though we're actually celebrating New Year's, okay? I'll start out with five, four, 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 three, three, two, three. Terrible. one. <laughs> we are horrible. Happy New Year. <laughs> You're alive. Boom. Ah. <laughs> uh, Thank you guys. It was a good attempt. Thank you, chat. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, 2021. <laughs> oh my goodness. 2021 is here. I think we need a little bit more impromptu. <laughs> <laughs>